0: Merry Christmas and welcome to Kairos. Thank you so much for coming tonight. When we thought about tonight, what we really wanted is we wanted to make this night about worship because that's the heart of Christmas. Christmas ultimately is about worship and within every song, within every story, within every part of the Christmas experience, it ultimately should point us to Jesus which reminds me of one of my favorite Christmas stories, which is the story of a young man named Kevin McAllister, who was left home alone at Christmas by his parents who were negligent and went to Paris. You know the story. Young Kevin wished his parents away one night, said, I wish they would never be here. I wish I would be home alone. Next morning, thought he had the superpower of making people disappear, and he said, I am finally free at last. And as you know, he spent the rest of the day putting on aftershave, going shopping, jumping on the bed, doing whatever he wanted. That's Kevin's story. Along the way, he fended off some bad guys, trying to steal his stuff. And one of the things that's so fascinating about the story is that even though it's a really funny, goofy story, and I love watching it with my kids because they love the story, it's one of their very favorite ones. It's number two on the harder family power rankings, only topped by Elf. Like Elf is like our favorite. I don't know if anybody else loves Elf, if you accepted Elf in your heart. Um, I have a safe space, right? I love Elf, favorite movie. Um, but going back to Kevin's story, which was the point. Uh, Kevin, one point got to the place where he said, you know what? I've had a lot of freedom, I've had a lot of victories, but what I really want is my family because I don't like being home. And if you remember the part of the story, he begins to say, I don't want anything else for Christmas. If you would just let me have my family back, even my mean old brother, I'd love to have them back in my family. And what that points us to is the fact that every single one of us is made for community. Like that's why it resonates with us, right? We all are longing to be known. We don't wanna be alone. And Christmas, man, it's, A time filled with people, some of our favorite people and least favorite people. Like we go to family vacations with our family at Christmas time. And there are all kinds of people there that we love and others that we're just dreading to see. And you know who they are. One of the reasons you might be dreading some of those family members, is they're going to ask you some hard questions like, are you dating somebody? And you're like, no, I'm not. In fact, you're tempted to even like make up. the fact that you're dating somebody simply so you don't have to have that awkward conversation. You just make up a whole boyfriend or girlfriend right on the spot, You just make up a name and everything, right? Why? Because it's hard to tell them, no, I'm not just being picky. I just don't like any of the people that I know, right? It's fair. But here's the deal. Even though Christmas can feel very lonely because you're single at Christmas, let me just tell you, it's 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 better than a lot of other things like you could be like with somebody and miserable because here's what they don't tell you is that even when you get married to somebody it doesn't take away the deep loneliness that's within the human heart you can be married with kids and feel miserable and feel unseen and feel very alone Part of that is cosmic loneliness. God's created you to be somebody that has a relationship with him. God has created you for a purpose of knowing God and enjoying him. He's created you to know him and be loved by him. And when you're not right with God, you feel loneliness. It keeps you up at night. It may feel like other things, but ultimately it's the fact that you were created to worship. And that's why Jesus came. He came because He wanted us to be fully known and fully loved. And one of my favorite passages in the entire Scriptures is in Matthew chapter one, verse twenty, and it says this: "It says, um, actually, let's skip down to verse twenty-two. My bad. Um, it says this. I'm just going to read in my Bible because I'm not going to read it off the back there. It's too, I'm getting too old to read it from that that distance." It says, verse 22, it says, All this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord for the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which is translated, God is with us. Now, there's only really two times in the Bible that this passage is referenced. The first time, it was referenced in the Old Testament, in Isaiah chapter 7. And when it was referenced in Isaiah 7, the very first time that God spoke this into history was in a time of incredible conflict. King Ahaz was looking at an opposing army that was seeking to take over his entire country, and he didn't know who to turn to or how it all work out. And he was feeling incredibly alone and afraid. So God sent the prophet Isaiah to him to say, Ahaz, I've got you, I will walk with you through this moment and someday I'm gonna send my son Jesus to walk with you so he will have your story in the palm of his hand. A couple hundred years later, a young woman hears these same words. It's in the context of an unplanned pregnancy Mary is told by the angel that she's gonna have a baby. The problem is that she's a virgin. She's never had any intimate relationship with anybody. And yet, God tells her that the Holy Spirit will overshadow her and she's gonna have a child. And Mary takes the news pretty well. She goes, okay, I'm gonna trust the Lord. I've heard this prophecy, I guess that's me. But then Joseph hears it too. And I don't know what Joseph was thinking other than what am I gonna do? I feel incredibly alone. I'm in the biggest crisis of my life and I can't tell anybody. My, my bride-to-be is pregnant and she's either, she's either crazy or she's a liar. Cause she's telling me that God is the one that got her pregnant. And I don't know what to do with that. Can you imagine that conversation? She's like, hey, I'm pregnant. He's like, oh no cheated on me. She goes, no, it's cool. It was God. And I'm sure he's like, okay, all right. Not sure what to do with that information. And then an angel comes to him in a dream and says, Joseph, don't be afraid because this is the baby that was promised. And this is his name. It is Emmanuel, which means that God will be with you. And here we find the greatest promise in the Bible, which is that God says, you don't have to do it alone. I will be with you. You see, we can't come to God, so God had to come to us so that we could know that he cares for us and sees us. And sometimes we think that he doesn't see us and he can't find us and he's too busy because we think about God and we think about him like he's the God of war or Zeus on a mountain flinging lightning bolts upon us when we do bad things, but God reveals himself to be a good father who chases after his children. You know, last week, um, on Sunday actually, we lost one of our kids. I've got four kids, one of my children, they will remain nameless tonight to to protect the innocent, uh, was no longer with us. I was taking one kid to the bathroom, because that's what you do when you're a parent, you're constantly taking your kids to the bathroom. And I took her to the bathroom. I came back to find my wife. She's like, do you have one of our other kids? I said, no, don't you? So we started like doing the, well, I don't know. Where is she? And we started trying to figure out where she was. And um, in those moments, those of you who are parents or those who have been lost at some point know that there's a superpower parents have when they don't know where their child is. You become the person from the movie Taken, right? You become Liam Neeson. You say, I have a set of particular skills. I'm not afraid to use them. I will find you. You leave off the I will kill you part because that doesn't really play, right? You're just like, I will find you. And so you literally go grid by grid looking for your children. And we did. We went, it was in this building. We went like room by room, clearing the rooms, trying to find our kid. And eventually we got the bright idea to send a text message to the interns and one of our interns had her, which was like awesome. But there's nothing like bringing your child home after you've not known where they are. There's nothing like wrapping your arms around them and saying, you're safe, I found you, you're home. You don't have to be alone anymore. And that's what God wants to do with you. Listen, you may have it all together. God wants to be with you in the middle of this moment. You might be holding on by a thread. The promise Jesus makes is he says, I'll never leave you or abandon you. You might be even saying, I I don't have enough faith to even get to the place where I could trust God again. I've been hurt too much by the church or other people. Let me just tell you this, God will come to you. And if you let him, he will be with you and never abandon you. So, I think one of the best things we could do as we close out this time of reflection and just focusing at Christmas is to remember that the word that Jesus spoke to Mary is the same one that he speaks to us that God is Emmanuel. He's with us. So, the question I want you to think about tonight is where do you need God to be with you? What part of your life do you need God to be with you? Is it in your marriage? Your lack of a marriage? Your hopes and dreams that have been deferred? Is it going home and missing a parent that's not there this year? I don't know where it is, but God wants to walk with you in the middle of it because God's not just looking for you to agree with a bunch of theology. He wants you to trust him with your life and let him walk with you. So right where you are, just take a minute before the band comes back up and we continue to sing and proclaim how good Jesus is. Would you just take a minute and just be still enough to say, Jesus, I need you to be Emmanuel. I need you to be God with me right now and invite him in. Jesus, right now as we're just still in the moment, Would you be not just the God we've heard about, but God who's near? Holy Spirit.